0: Today, we're finishing off our summer series, which is also the end of an era here at our building. It's a time for us to enter into something new. This is what our relationship with God is. There are many seasons that, li- that life that we go through in life, and God leads us through those seasons. Through each season, we grow in our relationship with God, we grow in our understanding and our discipleship, and we begin to transform in the way that we live. We begin to learn how to love others the way that Jesus loves us. We begin to put off the things that, we do, that, that do us harm. We begin to gain, gain wisdom in the ways that we approach life. We grow in our patience, we grow towards people, We begin to extend mercy to those that need mercy and we begin to walk humbly with God each season brings new things for the church and for us as individuals and in each season we grow in the love of God it is in this love that we are rooted and grounded and when this when this love shows up we are then reminded to trust God and that God is able to do things according to his work within us. Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21 says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. To God be the glory in this church. Amen. That when people see the church, they see Jesus. That they see the power of God working in and through the lives that we live. This summer, we've gone through so many testimonies. And we've been able to witness God working through this community. Each story has given us more hope, more mercy, and more peace. So today we're finished off our summer series today. But before we go into that, let's give this time in prayer. Father, we come before you today knowing that your presence is always with us. As you are revealed to us through the stories and through our testimonies, our stories continue to speak of who you are to those that have not encountered you yet. So Father, God, may this church continue to live a life of worship unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we end off our series with um, Susie Lee. And so I'm going to call Susie to come on up. Uh, And Susie's going to give her testimony as we finish off uh, this series.
1: I just want to thank the the worship team, first of all, just for creating an environment that just always invites the Holy Spirit every Sunday and just totally moves me to tears. So thank you so much to the worship team. Like, I just sense that the Holy Spirit just really loves being here and moving among us, and I totally feel it. So thank you so much. Um, I also want to thank Pastor John for inviting me to share my story. And I also want to give a disclaimer that I may cry during my uh, time that I'm sharing my story, not because I'm sad about what I'm talking about, but whenever I am moved by the spirit, I totally can't stop crying. So it's not that I'm sad. It's just that I'm totally moved by what he's doing here and in my life. All right. So a disclaimer. Um, So a few months ago, I got a prophetic word from Ben Goodman during the presbytery weekend right here at Five Stones. On the last night, he called me out of the audience, and he told me, let go of that thing. Let go of that toxic thing. For the last 23 years, I was in a toxic relationship. The main characteristics of a toxic partner are, they are controlling, they lack empathy, they exhibit, exhibit anger or rage, criticize, shame, or blame you. But I also wanna emphasize that these characteristics can also be found in friendships, family members, and coworkers. And I also wanna say that um, at times, each of us are also capable of doing these things because we're sinners. But these characteristics become destructive When the pattern is repetitive, there's a lack of awareness of how they're hurting you, lack of remorse for what they're doing, lack of significant change for their attitude and actions. These repetitive behaviors will often lead to physical, verbal, emotional, and mental abuse in a relationship. And I think it's natural for people to ask, well, why did you stay in the relationship for so long? For one, I didn't realize I was in a destructive relationship. I just thought it was a personality issue that could be worked on. And second, divorce was never an option for me as a Christian. And third, being in a toxic relationship over over time eroded my confidence, changed my mindset, and I became insecure and fearful. So I didn't have the mental capacity or the courage to walk away. And it's not so simple just to leave because you're mentally and emotionally attached to this person. The longer you stay, the harder it is for you to leave. And I'm not talking about uh, just relationships, I'm talking about friendships with family members and it encompasses everything, right? And, And you also begin to condone and justify their negative behavior with times that are good because there are good times and they have good traits to them. But there will come a time and a day where the bad times outweigh the good, and the toxic behaviors outweigh their good traits. So because I didn't realize that I was in a toxic and destructive relationship, I was approaching it and trying to look for answers as if, though, it was a healthy relationship. Counseling, seminars, self-help books. Um, But no matter what I tried, I always ended up in the same place, confused, frustrated, angry, with no change. These types of method will not work for a toxic person. One of the reasons why it won't work is because that every action is rooted in the thought that produced it. Therefore, wrong thinking makes way for negative behavior. I believe the only antidote for a change behavior is found in Romans 12 2. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The only way they're going to change is if they have an encounter with God and he transforms them and renews their mind. And I'm talking about a true transformation from the inside out. That's the only way. Until then, they won't be able to understand or change what they're doing. Therefore, it is impossible for them to love you in a godly and healthy way. As time went on, I learned to ask for less and less. Less encouragement, physical affection, and emotional support in order to keep the peace. I stopped wanting to work through things because it was met with defensiveness and hostility. So issues were swept under the rug until the next blow up. I was always afraid to bring up issues, and I felt like I was walking on eggshells. It was easier to comply to his ideas, opinions, and ways of doing things rather than getting into a heated argument. And I finally accepted the fact that he won't help defend or protect me when other people were being disrespectful towards me. I learned to have my own back and nurture myself. But unfortunately, I developed a lot of emotional turmoil, internal stress, physical symptoms, and mental anxiety from bottling things up, because I wasn't able to freely communicate what I was thinking and trying to find resolutions and answers for them. So I often felt overwhelmed, stressed, and I had a sense of dread. And I had this boiling rage deep down inside of me that I just couldn't shake, which resulted in retaliating um, back at him with anger, accusations, and resentment. So for my own sanity, I saw a Christian counselor, journaled, and read, read self-help books. Over time, I noticed that my personality and outlook began to change. I lost all self-confidence, paralyzed to make decisions, questioned my sanity, and doubted my judgments. I became sarcastic, judgmental, suspicious, and uncompassionate towards people and i had physical symptoms like nausea migraines body aches during the day and in the evenings i had these horrific nightmares and night terrors and i would wa- wake up hot and sweaty from panic attacks at 3 a.m. in the morning so my body was like on red alert 24 hours a day 5 years ago i hit rock bottom i had depression and suicidal thoughts on a daily basis it's not that I didn't want to live. It's just that the pain was just too unbearable to live with. Over time, being in a destructive relationship can profoundly affect our emotional, mental, physical, relational, and spiritual well-being and health in a negative way. But by God's grace, I'm with you today. Three years ago, my girlfriend was taking a psychology class, and they were studying this book, When Love Hurts. A Woman's or a Man's Guide to Abuse in Relationships. And she felt compelled to give it to me without knowing what I was going through. This book opened my eyes to the reality that I was living under. And it gave me the knowledge and courage to leave the house after another altercation. But I left with the intent to reconcile, that we could work on things from a safe place. I lived with my girlfriend for one month until I found a place of my own. In the beginning, I was so scared and not knowing what was going to happen. And at times, I was really tempted to go back to the familiarity rather than go into the unknown. Even though that familiarity meant pain, for that place felt safe and it was predictable. That's why it's really hard for people to actually leave these kind of relationships, right? Because there's a security attached to it. During the three years of separation, I gave him 100% of my time, attention, and energy to make this relationship work, while my family and friends and even my faith took a back seat. I know it sounds so bizarre, but I just thought that it would please God if I made this relationship work, be patient, pray, persevere, be a good Christian. Unfortunately, during this time, because I wasn't a part of a Christian community, I slowly forgot my identity in Christ and my God-given purpose. I felt lost, empty, isolated, and grew even more angry and bitter. But looking back, I now see God's hand of provision, protection, and preparation during these three years. I was scared at first, but I slowly learned to be independent again, gain confidence, and I found sanctuary in my new home. I hoped things would change for the better, but it didn't. This past Easter, another incident occurred, and I realized that I was done waiting for things to get better or for him to change. I was done being blamed for other people's toxic behaviors that were done towards me. I was done for the lack of empathy when I was hurting, and I was done sacrificing my faith. I knew that I was done. But I needed God's confirmation that I was doing the right thing. I didn't want to move without God's approval. I was waiting on God. I had expectations that he would speak and give me confirmation and signs into my situation. And he did. During the presbytery weekend, even though I knew five stones only picked church members to receive a prophetic word, I put my name in anyways. I was expecting God to speak into my situation. I was expecting answers. And every single night, I waited in expectation to get picked from the audience. On the last night, when Ben Goodman was prophesying to other people on stage, he stops in the middle of it, turns directly to me in the audience, and he gave me this prophetic word. It's like you got Jesus' hand, and then you got your hand on something else. God's saying, let go of that thing. Let go of that toxic thing. Let it go. Absolutely let it go. I got you. I got you. You let that thing go, and I'll take care of the rest. You don't have to be afraid of those toxic things anymore that you're holding on to. In fact, those toxic things have a hold on you. This was the confirmation I was looking for. I was holding on to God with one hand, and I was holding on to make this relationship work with the other. But God said, let go, to make his message loud and clear. He told me that five times. He says that he's got me that I don't have to be afraid of my partner's reactions and responses anymore. The thing about me is that without a green light from God, I'd rather stay in the toxic relationship with the presence of God than move into a new place without him. Another reason why I stayed so long as I did in the relationship. For God's guidance is life's me. I don't wanna go anywhere without him, even if it means staying put where I am. I'm thankful that Ben was obedient to giving me God's message. I wasn't a church member, I wasn't on the list, it wasn't a part of the schedule. But if God wants to speak to you, he'll find a way despite people and programs. It not only saved my life, it gave me new life. It gave me purpose, identity, newness, wholeness. Every day I experience his love and I walk with him and I talk with him and I'm super excited at what he has in store for me. Every day, he wants to give us something good. Every day, not just me. Every single one of you guys that are hearing this, he wants to bless you every single day. He's such a good and amazing God. He's powerful and good and kind. In the last few months, God has expediated my healing and growth in unbelievable ways. He has shown me who he is for me and who I am in him as his beloved daughter. And that has changed my attitude, outlook, purpose, and behavior. This prophetic word has given me full confidence, assurance, comfort, strength, and peace to know that I'm walking in his will, standing in his will. He has given me so much joy and peace and energy that I have never had before. It is the Holy Spirit that is living in us. We can't do it on our own, right? He's given us his spirit that dwells within us to help us and protect us. For years, I always prayed that God would do something so that I wouldn't have to make the first move to leave. But now I realize that God wanted me to trust in him as I stepped out in faith. He wanted to build character in me and he wanted to show me who he is for me in this situation that he could not be for me in any other situation. He cares more about me than the institution that I'm in. Because first and foremost, I am his beloved daughter. And most importantly, that he gives me permission to walk away from people that are hurting me. But that doesn't mean you can't forgive them and bless them and pray for them and even provide for them. Because he will heal you so much that you won't even, that all the anger and hatred is gonna dissipate because he's with you. You can't change another person or you can't be responsible for their feelings or fix their issues, or even make them aware of their destructive behavior. Most times, they'll actually deny they're being abusive and and will somehow turn it around and blame you. You can't stop them from being destructive, but you can't stop them from hurting you by walking away, That you're not gonna allow it to continue by physically removing yourself. Until you see the reality of where you're at, you can't challenge or change anything it has to start with you, not with the other person. This also applies to walking away from toxic friendships, family members, and coworkers, anyone who is harming your well-being and health. For the longest time, I felt alone and afraid, but I don't feel that way anymore. God is my helper, defender, and protector, and I have an inner strength that I've never had before. I mean, like, I feel invincible with him. You can criticize me, reject me, do whatever you want, but it's like, I'm not even phased or moved by it anymore. God has healed me so much with his love that my heart overflows with love and compassion towards people who have hurt me. You know you're healed from your past when you can release them from guilt of what they've done to you. He has already quickened my spirit to learn, receive, and grow in him. He has regenerated my mind and restored my body. And just like Ben said, starting today, you're going to walk in ever-increasing inner strength. And I feel it every single day. So recently, I went down to Texas, and a few people commented that I look totally different, that I'm I'm transformed. Because I went there last year, and they said, oh, yeah, you were really like, you know, cynical and judgmental, sarcastic and unhappy last year. But this year, you're like, we see God's light and love and power in you. It's like you're a totally new person. And I told them No, actually, this is the real me, you know, before I changed. Because the thing is, you slowly begin to absorb the toxicity of your environment. Your personality and outlook changes over time. And it was a testament that people could see the transformation of God's work that he had done in me already. I'm so thankful for Five Stones and the community that has embraced me and loved me and prayed for me since day one. I'm a testament that he hears and answers prayers. Um... This has been such an incredible journey. And I'm so thankful to be able to share my story with you, especially during our last time here in this building. Uh, a few resources that have really helped me navigate my feelings and experiences um, have, have been When to Walk Away, Finding Freedom from Toxic People by Gary Thomas. This book is amazing, and it's this one really gave me the courage to, it's, it's faith-based. Um, he's a Christian author and speaker. And it, this one is kind of the book that gave me um, the motivation to, and gave me the permission to walk away from my toxic relationship or any other toxic friendships. So this is an amazing book. And I actually have four copies. For anyone that's wondering if you guys are in this kind of relationship, then I do have four copies to give away today. Uh, so I recommend this one. Another one I recommend is um, The Emotionally Destructive Relationship by Leslie Vernick. And she's a Christian counselor and an author. This one is faith-based, but it has more of like a psychology um, base as well. And this is so insightful, informative. And so I also have four copies of this book to give away if anyone's just wondering if they're in this kind of relationship. And then the last book that I want to recommend, the first book that ever kind of gave me insight into my situation, was When Love Hurts um, A Woman's Guide to Understanding Abuse in a Relationship. And this one is not Christian, but it is, it gives you, it's such a great introduction to what's going on with your feelings and just your experience. So I would definitely, I don't have copies of this one, but um, this is a terrific intro to kind of where you're at, if you're wondering. I just, um, yeah, because these books will definitely give you clarity of thought and understanding into your situation. So you can either come and talk to me, and I'm more than happy to give you the first two books because I have eight copies to give away. Um, I would also encourage you to talk to the senior pastor, like the pastors and the elders here, And if you don't want to come and talk directly to me, you can always email me. I put my email up there, urbansuzie at yahoo.com. Just send me an email, and I'm more than happy to give you a copy of the book. Um, I just want to thank you so much for listening and being here and being so supportive. I want to give a shout out to my small group, because they have just been amazing. Um, (laughs) But uh, thank you so much for listening to my story. And if you have any questions, then I'm definitely around today to answer any questions, or if you just want to chat. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Susie, for that testimony. Just a little bit of background. During the prophetic weekend, um, Ben, we always let the prophets kind of pick out, like, oh, who do you, who do you feel like God has a word for? And Ben pointed at Susie. And I'm like, I don't even know who she is. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know her name. I know nothing about her. She just walked through the doors. Um, I don't know even whose friend she's with, uh, so I'm like, ah, there's no covering for her, so no. And Ben, in his good fashion, went rogue on me and decided <laughs> to do it anyways. And we have this situation where God intersect, And that's what this summer, summer series is about, is that God interrupts and intersects our lives through different situations. And I really believe that God intercepted um, Susie's life and said, I have something for you. I need to speak to you. I need to disrupt whatever is going on right now and just give you what I have. You see, we live in this world that oftentimes is masked with surface-level surface level appearances. A lot of us live like ducks swimming in the water. Above the water, it looks effortless. Yet underwater, we're all kicking fran- frantically. We find ourselves entangled in relationships or habits or thought patterns that erode our emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. We feel the pressures of keeping up our appearances, and maybe... If we keep that up, things will work itself out again. We fear the outcomes of how others will see us or how others will judge us. Or even that we will let God down if we don't try our best to do what we think is right. But in Isaiah 41.10 it says this, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous hand. What does he say? He says, fear not. Fear not, for I am with you. Why? Because in verse 9, it actually says, before this, it says, I have chosen you and not to cast you off. This is something that we often forget as a church, is that some Sometimes, in this culture of individualism that is promoted in our society, of doing it on our own, we face our issues alone. And so when we face our fear or our shame, one of the things that we do is we often try to hide it or fix it. If we look at the first sin of Adam and Eve in the garden, What did they do? In fear and in shame, they hid. They tried to cover up. They covered themselves up with fig leaves. You see, this is the natural response when we are faced with fear, guilt, and shame. One of the things about being a dad is that my son and my daughter teaches me a lot about not only about myself, but he, they also teach me a lot about humanity. Sometimes when my, my son does something wrong, he knows that he did something wrong, he'll try to hide it, or he'll try to fix it on his own. This is not a, a learned behavior, it's a natural behavior. That hiding and fixing things is a human response. We heard it in Susie's testimony today and how she felt in her marriage Is that something that she needed to repair? That she felt responsible for it, that she hid the toxicity of the relationship with everything looking good from the outside. But here's the thing. We need to remember what God has promised us to not fear. This requires a huge amount of courage. This requires a huge amount of faith because to hide and to fix feels familiar. Even though oftentimes it's more harmful, it's where we feel safe. But why is it more harmful? Because fear is a a misplaced sense of loyalty. God says in Isaiah, do not fear, for I am with you. I am your God. When we give into fear, we step away from God. When we give into fear, we say that I can do this without God. When we allow fear to be the thing that guides and leads us, we don't allow God to lead us. But when we trust that he is with us, what happens? It says that I will strengthen you and I will help you. God wants to help you. God wants to strengthen you. Just like I want to help my kids when they feel like they're in trouble, I want to help them. God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is our ever-present help in times of trouble. This is our God. This is who he is. That we're able to let go of the things that we're holding on to or have a hold on our lives? Do we have the courage to let go of these things and receive the strength and help from God the Father? You see, God always wants to do this with you. He wants to walk with you. He chose you. He created you. And oftentimes our our walk with God is one where we feel like we need to please God. But here's the thing. God doesn't need you to please him. God doesn't need you to please him. He's already pleased with you. God is already pleased with you. He just wants to walk with you. For you to know him is for you to know yourself. See, God is personal, and he is omniscience. For those that don't know what that means, it means he's all-knowing. He already knows what you're going to do, what you think, and how you've come to the conclusions that you're thinking. God already knows all of that before you even thought those thoughts. God knows the actions that you're going to do. God knows the things that you're, going to, you're planning to do. And God knows the outcomes of what you have already set in front of yourself. God doesn't need you to please him. God just wants you to walk with him. God just wants you to be with him. God doesn't judge you for your actions. He doesn't judge you for the way that, the, the lifestyles that you choose. What God does is he transforms you to more like who he is. He does not care whether you're gonna make the right decisions or not. All he cares about is that you are in an intimate relationship with him. Because when we're in that place, we begin to trust in the ways that he is and the ways that he guides us. Then the hard trails of life become opportunities for renewal and transformation. You see, God is constantly leading and guiding us to a renewed mindset and a renewed heart transformed by his love. This summer we heard testimonies that God uses other people to grab our attention, that God will communicate with us through other people. In Susie's story, it was through a prophetic word. But God speaks through his word, the Bible, through prayer and also through wisdom of fellow believers. See, God is faithful and his promises are things that we could trust in. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Our spiritual journey is not just having the courage to let go but it's also to embrace the steady hand of God. As we're leaving things behind that hold us back, those toxic influences, we need to open our hearts to trust God, to open doors to healing and wholeness. This is the only way that God can transform our brokenness. This is the only way that God's transforming love can mend and heal us you not for i am with you do not be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you and i will uphold you with my righteous hand this comes alive for us and god's promise becomes a reality his strength is magnifying in our moments of weakness and it reshapes us from the inside out leading us towards a life marked by healing and renewal and wholeness The the words in these verses are not merely a collection of words, but a testament of an unwavering presence, strength, and guidance of God the Father. Sometimes the journey feels daunting, but through God's righteous hands, we find the courage to let go of the things that are toxic and embrace His transformative love. We as people are to worship God in this place to allow God's promises to guide and lead us to a place of healing and renewal and wholeness. So as we finish off this series, this summer, these testimonies, I would say this year has been intensely practical and intensely applicable. When we see that God has done in the ways that he interrupts our lives in the times in which we are hopeless, In times that we're confused, and the times that we see nothing ahead of us, God steps into that place and works in that space. He doesn't take it away, but what he does is he strengthens us to go through it, and he helps us and upholds us as his people. God can do things more abundantly than what we ask and think, and his power that works within us. This is the glory of the church. This is the glory of five stones. The glory of the church is when people from the outside see and look in and see Jesus transforming us. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all all generations forever and ever, amen. We have heard individual testimonies this summer, but collectively, it is the church. This is the beauty of the church, when all of us stand as witnesses to God. This is who we are, this is what we do. This is our time and our season And as a church, we're entering into a new season. And that means collectively we come together and we continue to be God's witnesses. We continue to give God glory. We continue to live a life in worship of who God is. And we as a church get to see what God does in the next community that we're going to touch. So church... We're embarking into a new season. I'm excited for the new season, and I hope you guys are too. It doesn't come without its uncertainties. It doesn't come without all the logistics that we have to figure out. But it comes as a new season for the church. I'm so excited for this new season. I think this new season's gonna bring a lot of new challenges. And some of these challenges we're gonna face and together as a church, we're gonna be like, okay, God, this is our new assignment. Some of the challenges will be, okay, God, we need to let some things go. And I believe that as a church, we're gonna be able to do this together, right? So as we finish our service here, it is our last service here, but it is going to be a new beginning for five stones. It's gonna be a new adventure for five stones. And I know that God's gonna provide in every single step. He's going to strengthen us, and more importantly, he's going to help us. Because all of this is for his glory, amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for seasons, seasons in our lives where things end and new beginnings begin. But Lord, we just want to lift up five stones into your hands. As individuals, we become the church. We become your church. And Lord, may your church be a representation of, of a worship unto you, but may your church also be a representative of your love, your love to the world, your love to all of humanity. So Lord, we're excited to step with you into this new season And Lord, may you give us the courage. May you strengthen us. And may you help us. So we worship you. We give all praise and honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was a
2: great word. (laughs) To let go of that toxic thing. I think that's a word for all of us as well. Fear not. God is with you. God is with you. Be not dismayed. He is there to strengthen us, to uphold us, to help us, to face our issues. Uh, Maybe uh, stuff that's going on that we like to hide or cover up. And here's a word for us to to let go of it, to let go of it with with the community of faith, with uh, with God. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, Susie said you know shout out to the cell groups because it is helpful to have. Believers around you to uh, to uphold you, to to strengthen you, to to support you, to to grieve with you, to when you are hurt, to pray for you and support you when you are when you feel down, when you feel like you are you are all spent and no longer able to to walk, and uh, and you feel like you're 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 finished and you're spent. So God is there to help strengthen us. And I think that's such a helpful word for us to continue to remember. And, and may the Lord just give you the strength and to trust him. And to, uh, to, yeah, to let go of that toxic thing. That whatever it is that God is uh, saying to you to let go, to let go of it now. Let us pray. Father God, as we remember your word, your word today, help us to... To really pro- process, you know, in our hearts and lives, things that uh, that that keep us in fear and and and, and, and doubt, and uh, things like that that we feel ashamed of, and and so God help us to let go of it now, and uh, and let you handle it, because you are able, you are able to handle the things that uh, that that disrupt us that uh, does not lead lead to life everlasting in you. So help us as we think about you, as we think about even the next stage of uh, five stones, uh, that we would not be dismayed, but we we would be feeling courage about the future, knowing that uh, you walk with us, that you are with us, that you will help us and strengthen us and uphold us with your righteous, righteous right hand. And so, God, may our hearts be filled with you this morning. As we, as we work together, love together, serve together, uh, may, you, may you continue to uh, walk with us in, in, in a powerful and special way. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. And the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, and the Lord make his face shine upon you, and the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.